Unhinging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. And also rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. So this is the final episode of 2022. And we had to end it with His Dark Materials. I feel like we started... Oh no, that was 2021. Never mind. I was going to say, I feel like we started the year with His Dark Materials, but no. His Dark Materials Season 2 dropped in January or wrapped up in January of 2021. So it's been just shy of two years since we've had the last season. And we have a few things to talk about, but I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday, is still having a wonderful holiday as we get ready to go into the new year, despite all of the things that have been happening, whether it be weather-related, travel-related, hopefully everyone is staying safe. And yeah, I am excited for 2023. Um, There are a lot of exciting things that we get to discuss and uh, a lot of exciting things that we get to do, so glad to end it on his dark materials because I thought this was a fun show there are some other things that I do have to talk about other shows um but we're going to kick off 2023 with those and I will ramble them off at the end of this episode but if you are a first time listener um this is not like your traditional recap show these are literally all my opinions and I really just focus on the parts of the show that I thought was the most interesting and that I want to talk about. Um, This is going to be an interesting one because there are a few ways we could, or a few things we could talk about. Um, Because the way it ended, I mean, they got me, not going to lie, we're just going to jump to it. They got me. (laughs) They got me to shed a few tears at the end. Um, And if you listen for a while, you know, it's at this point, it's not hard to make me cry. But like, no, they they legitimately got me because I didn't think they would. Um... But yeah, so let's kick this off. We had our final season three, which was eight episodes. Fun fact, found out that season two, which I thought it was weird, and I probably said this when I discussed season two. I didn't go back and listen to it. Um, But I probably said it was weird that they had seven episodes because the first season, I think, had eight. And come to find out, they had to scrap one of the episodes for season two was supposed to be an Asriel um, standalone episode, which was kind of like supposed to tell us what he had been doing since we last saw him in season one up to when we saw him at the end in season two. But due to uh, COVID reasons, they had to scrap that episode. And so they kind of had to rethink about how they were going to set up essentially what Asriel's um, mission and goal was in season three. Which is how we get introduced to Aganwe. Hopefully, um, so you guys know I butcher names and it's not on purpose. You're watching this show and then you go and you look at the name and it's like, oh my gosh, this does not look like what it sounded like. So <laughs> there's that. But like they used his character to kind of ask those questions for us to really get what the goal was for Azrael. And I thought it was interesting. I mean... Granted, I've said this in for season one and for season two, I did not read these books. I was not even familiar with this going into the show. Um, and for those who are new, I do read a lot of books and I do talk about a lot of shows and movies that are based on books. Um, but this one, I really genuinely didn't. I Even after watching it, I just didn't have an interest to um, read it. Another fun fact, 
I really don't like to read a lot of fantasy. I did when I was younger, but like as like as an adult, like reading fantasy, I would rather watch it than read it. Um, so like there was just no desire for me to go back and read these books by I believe Philip Pullman. And so um, in watching it season over season over season, like there's always been these like religious undertones. <laughs> And I mean, even if I think if you go back and listen to what I said in season one, I was like, oh, the demons and because I, I am Christian. I do believe in God. And so like and I don't watch horror. So like anything that's like horror and like demonic, all that, I'm always like very vocal. <laughs> but um, I thought it was interesting that the like the furry soul companions, because they're essentially like a part of like that person's soul are referred to as demons. But I think getting into season three, it was very much so like, there was just a lot of things that unlocked in my mind. And I have a really big imagination, um, clearly if you didn't see, because I clearly like to watch a lot of television and uh, movies and read and stuff like that. So I do have a big imagination and I can look at things from various different ways and views. So watching this season and just getting into the nitty gritty of like, essentially they took the whole creation story, which was um, like, we've known this whole time that they're like, oh, Lyra is Eve and authority has been trying to essentially take her out since she's been born because they believe that she is going to birth sin in the world. Um, and we know if you are Christian or if you've read the Bible or you if you know of the creation story, um, then you know that Eve was um, tempted by the serpent and she ate the forbidden fruit that God told her and Adam not to eat um, because like they were oblivious. They didn't realize like they didn't they didn't have free will, if you will. Um, and so she was tempted by the serpent. She bit the uh, fruit and then they were able to realize like oh we're naked we don't have on any clothes and they were like banished um from the garden it's like it was like all oh, if you know that then like this was like they essentially took that story or he took that story and like all of the positive things about the story are like now negative and all the negative things about the story are now positive if that makes sense and I just thought I, I just find it fascinating to like how do you get like how do you get to the point where you're like oh I'm gonna write this story and I'm gonna do it this way like I'm gonna reconstruct the this story into this fantasy world and like flip everything on his head and like we never hear like God or anything like that but we hear like the creator um angels which are like there are good angels there are bad angels which is like the same in the bible um we hear uh demons which are like attached to your soul everyone has a demon which is like so weird to say in like real life but it's like everyone has a demon whether you can see it or not um depends on like what world you live in which they kind of like talk through in the end with like will um finally seeing his demon which was the freaking cat which i knew the cat i think i said it in season one when we, when we first saw him and it was like the cat kept following him around it's like i'm pretty sure the cat is his demon um and it's finally revealed that the cat is his demon appears as a cat um and the cat can talk it's like these talking animals it's so weird and then the, that freaking monkey oh my gosh that's the most sad looking monkey in every situation 
even when it's doing wrong, you're like, oh my gosh, kill the monkey. And then it just stares off and you're like, and it doesn't talk. So it has that to its advantage. Because I think if the monkey had a voice, the golden monkey had a voice, um, which we're talking about Mrs. Coulter's demon. If he or she, is it a she? I don't even know. Um, if it had a voice, then I think it would be a little bit more um, evil or like, I don't know, it would come off more like in a negative way. You wouldn't like sympathize with it, but because it doesn't talk and it just stares off with those eyes, it's like, oh my gosh, that freaking monkey. <laughs> I said that every time I saw it. <laughs> but anyway, so I just thought it was fascinating. Um, just especially because like season one, season two, like we know what we're leading up to, but season three so heavy, heavy handedly was like, oh no, this is, this is where we are. And it was like, essentially like, mortal beings taking on God in a way, even though they're not saying, call him God or call him the creator. And he's like, has like this power to essentially destroy everyone in the world. Like he literally broke the, the earth and like you essentially saw um, him like opening up where it was essentially be fall through the void than like, or the oblivion. I don't, I don't know if they were calling it. I know if you go through it, then you're like, you're lost in oblivion, but like he opens up the void, which is essentially like where the land of the dead is. There's just so many archives. And even talking about the land of the dead, depending on like what, cause like there's Christian, but like there are many different religions within Christian, which is why I think people get lost in like the religion of things versus like the, um, relationship in the, um, like the relationship that they have with God versus like what the religion is. And so like, depending on what religion you believe, there are some that believe that there's like this middle place. Um, I believe, oh my gosh, don't quote me. I don't even want to say what I think it is. Cause I grew up, I don't even want to talk about what I grew up with, but I did go to Catholic school for like one year <laughs> and I barely remember anything that I was taught there. But, um, I can't remember what they call it, but like essentially there's this middle place where you go, where you're like in, um, the word is literally at the tip of my tongue and I can't even, it's not even coming out. Um, but essentially you go there, you're not in hell, but you're not in heaven. Like you're in this mid place. Um, that's essentially what, when they, when Lyra and Will go to like look for, uh, Roger in the land of the dead, because we heard Roger's voice at the end of season two. So we knew like we were going to see Roger again in season three. He had been visiting Lyra in her dreams, um, at when Mrs. Coulter, her mom, had her, like, drugged up in sleep, and he was calling to her, so she knew, like, her mission was to go out and find him in the land of the dead after, like, Will comes to save her. Like, we all watched it. We're not going to recap it. <laughs> and so, um, they essentially go through this place, which is kind of like, it's kind of like this mid- place where like people are just waiting to die and when they do uh, eventually die then like they get on the boat and they go to the land of the dead which is essentially like there is no heaven there is no hell he's like essentially essentially when you die you're just going to this place where you're like being tormented but you're not like you're not free if you will because you know like when you die you're like oh like you go to heaven or you go to hell and it's like that's it um and so they, we kept hearing, like, throughout this whole thing, like, we have authorities saying, like, Eve, Lyra is Eve, and she's going to, um, cause, create sin in the world, 
And then you have the other side, which is like Lyra and the boy are going to save everyone. And so like, if you're, if you haven't read the books and you're not familiar with the source material, then you're just like, oh, okay. So like, we've been talking about this war, we're leading up to this war. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. Like they're going to be fighting in the war. Like it's going to be this big epic showdown battle, like all this stuff. Cause you know, I watch all the action things. So I'm just ready for some fighting. <laughs> And I mean, we do get like this big showdown, but like Lyra and Will are not really a part of that because season, season seven, episode seven, the penultimate episode is like where the battle happens. And like, because the battle happens in seven and finishes in seven and then you're like, oh, there's still one more episode left. Then you're like, okay, but like, what is that? Like, there's still more to do, clearly, because we have a whole nother episode. But like, no, really, the battle was Azriel and um, Mrs. Coulter distracting uh, the regent, aka the creator, so that Will and Lyra can get back to their demons and like escape. And so essentially, Azriel and Mrs. Coulter um, end up sacrificing themselves and sending, sacrificing themselves into oblivion with Metatron or Region or like, he has so many names. <laughs> like they're all the same for the same thing. Um, and so, and Azrael's like making this big fuss because essentially um, the one, whatever, like, oh, if the, the angel's like, we can feel when the knife is used to cut through worlds. And so like they knew that they had to distract um, Metatron regent creator <laughs> so that he wouldn't sense them cutting into the world um so Azrael was make like this big fuss or whatever and I think Azrael and Mrs. Coulter are very interesting characters because if you just look at the dynamic between them and each other and then them and their relationship with Lyra it's like there's so many things I feel like you could spend like hours talking about the dynamic between them, their relationship, and just like how that impacts Lyra, because Lyra grew up thinking Azra was her uncle, kind of find out he was her father, and then he abandoned her, and so now she's already been abandoned by her mother, she's been abandoned by her uncle, now father, <laughs> and then now her crazy mom is back in her life, and is like pretty much trying to keep her like isolated in her own mind she thinks she's protecting her but like she doesn't really know her all of her life she's been like this negative force in her life and then she has Azrael who's been like this positive person who she's looked up to for like all these years who all of a sudden does this horrible thing kills her best friend and like runs off and like now there's just this like hatred and dislike that she has for him as well so like she kind of feels isolated like she doesn't really have family and so through like season two and three she's kind of like traversing the world kind of alone and really all she really has is will um and then all these other people are like trying to help her and then uh we get to the moment where like they sacrifice themselves and then she sees the that freaking monkey <laughs> um and like they have like a moment there for a minute where it's kind of like a moment of like there's like love there and kind of like understanding. I, at least that's the way I was taking it. And like sadness in a way. Cause it's like, if you're a child and you've been abandoned by your parents, like all your life, and then you finally get to the moment where you feel like, oh my gosh, maybe my parents 
like do care about me, but like in their own weird way. And there's just so many things that I don't understand. And then like your last moment is like, you see them die in front of you, even though like in this scenario, she doesn't really see Mrs. Coulter die, but like she sees the monkey disappear. So she knows she's dead. And then like she makes the assumption that she thinks that Azrael is also dead. And like, while she had that moment with the monkey, it's like, even still, like, is there even real closure? Because her parents are such dynamic forces on them on their own, but in the, her life and how they impacted her. Like, can you really fully recover from how you were treated? And then Azrael and Mrs. Coulter, their relationship is weird as well. Azrael, he comes off as being very selfish. But then it's kind of like, as I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, Azrael is a really selfish person. Like, he cared nothing about Lyra as it, it seemed that way at least that he cared nothing about Lyra every time he was like oh Lyra is her she's evil and he's like I don't believe these prophecies and like I am fighting because this like he's very like self-focused like self-centered but I think underneath all of that like there has to be some love there for her because he essentially raised her even though he raised her to think that he was her uncle for like a very long amount of time at least until like recently the last few years because we've clearly skipped a year or two when we come back into season um probably not probably not two years but we've clearly skipped a year because the kids like it's when you film these things kids in real life grow so fast and like Every time I see those kids, I, I always say this, every time I talk about shows that have multiple seasons and the kids get older, I'm like, oh my gosh, they grow up so fast. But like, these kids clearly got older and they clearly reference like, oh my gosh, you look so big. Because like, you can't ignore how grown these kids look now, even though they're, like, they're still teenagers in real life. But like, they look like, they don't look like the little sweet little um, cherub-faced kids that we met in season one. So, like, there's clearly been some time that's passed, but, like, you can't, like, for him to raise Lyra, make sure, like, to keep her out of trouble, make sure she's, like, being provided for, like, or is learning things. Like, there has to be some level of love there. You can't just, you can't say that there isn't, regardless of, like, what's happening in the present. Um, Mrs. Coulter is an interesting one because she's, she abandoned Lyra from the beginning and now she's coming in at the end. Um, and a lot of that you can, you could, um, say is like, oh, it's her being in the authority and like things that she's learned, um, and then her trying to unlearn it. But it's also kind of like, also like she's her mom. And like when you're a mom, you would think like naturally, like there's like a natural connection between your child because you birthed them. But like, they're just very complicated people, <laughs> very, very complicated people. Um, and so... Yeah, and for them to make the ultimate sacrifice, because a lot of times when um, parents have kids and they're like, oh, I would do anything for my kid. I would die for my kid. Like, they literally died for their kids, and for their kid. And you can say, like, oh, but what was the motive? Like, for Azriel, was it that, like, yes, Lyra's his daughter, but, like, now he believes that she's going to save the world. And then for Mrs. Coulter, was it, like, I, she essentially for this last season has been on a mission to save Lyra and keep her safe and she's like this is the ultimate thing that I can do I don't know it's very conflicting there's so many there's so many layers to Azrael and Mrs. Coulter and their relationships and I almost am like do could they do a whole like pre pre-sequel pre-show of like 
Azrael and um, Mrs. Coulter's relationship because it's just weird. It's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, so um, they end up sacrificing themselves and then we saw Mary this whole time, this whole season. She's like in her own world. She's doing her research. She's met the what were they? Malefas? I wrote it down because it's like I'm going to forget what they're called. Or maybe I didn't. Malefas? <laughs> I know it's an M and it has an F in it. But they look like elephants. Really gorgeous, like, multicolored elephants. Like, the when I say, like, the effects and, like, the animals and, like, everything in this show is just, like, it looks so good. Like, those, they're just gorgeous. And so, and the worlds are gorgeous. It's just, like, and it's all, like, fake. <laughs> but it looks so good. But, um, so, like, she's, the whole time I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because you're kind of, like, she's kind of isolated on her own mission. We know she's been sent there. Um, she knows, like, we know that her mission's, like, help the girl, save the girl, something like that. Help the girl, something like that. Um, but, like, we just see her writing her books, <laughs> learning more about dust. And it's just kind of like, ah, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, can we get to the point where, like, she's useful? <laughs> Which doesn't come into the final episode, but we have, we're introduced to this newer character, which I don't think we saw him in season two, but he's essentially, um, I don't know what we call the individual people in authority, but he's a part of the authority, um, and his, I'm trying to find his name because I don't want to. Okay, it's going to take me a minute because none of these people look like him. Oh, I just realized every single time I look at this, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kit Connor is Pan's voice. <laughs> Kit Connor from Heartstoppers, which can't wait uh, to see that. Okay, I don't remember what that guy's name is. Was it Thomas? But Thomas doesn't look like him. Okay, I can't remember his name, but you all know what I'm talking about. The one who was on a mission and was like, I am going to save the world. I am going to kill Eve. So, like, we don't see him all episode seven. Then we finally see him episode eight because he's been sent to take out the serpent. And, like, this was episode, I think, five. You all know I take notes. I'm looking at my notes. Um, and I think I when he said, oh, I'm going to... Take out the serpent. I was like, oh, is the serpent the professor? Because the if you or if we're talking about the biblical um story, which is essentially the story that they're taking inspiration from, like the serpent is the one who um convinces Eve to eat the fruit. And so in this situation, the serpent is the one who's gonna um convince Eve Lyra to commit the sin that they're all like scared of her committing and so she I was like oh is it the professor because like the whole time it's like what what is what is Mary like what is she supposed to do like the, every oh, if I'm looking through my notes like episode five I'm like oh I'm pretty sure Mary's gonna help Lyra and Will get out of the land of the dead she doesn't help them but I'm like essentially at some point they're gonna meet up in this world that Mary is in so like that's where they end up the botanical garden is what the final episode is called and so we come to find out that, um, cause if you, 
watch the entire three seasons and you know there's clearly chemistry between Will and Lyra. They clearly care about each other a lot. I mean, literally would die <laughs> for each other. <laughs> like, especially this season. It's like, oh my gosh, ain't no way I'm following you into the land of dead. There is no way. And I don't know if I'm gonna get out. <laughs> like, you're on your own. But like, clearly care about each other. Um, there's clearly like a strong connection and there's been a strong connection since season one. If you go all the way back to when I talked about season one, um, and one of the things I talked about was like, yeah, they're setting up the story between like these two characters, like Lyra and Will, because they were like separated and they really don't meet until the very end of season one. And like, you all know me. I love when like our main characters are like together and doing group things and all that stuff. And so like, I think I I was like, okay, I understand, but I kind of struck because, like, I wanted to see them, like, meet up sooner. But, like, now we've had, like, two seasons of them, essentially. Like, they've had their moments where they've been separated because they got separated at the end of season two because Mrs. Coulter took Lyra and then Will went after looking for her after um, he lost his father. And then he finds her and, like, saves her from Mrs. Coulter. So, like, we've had, we've seen them, like, be apart but then they come back together pretty quickly and so like we know there's just been this connection with them um and it's been something as a viewer you're watching and you're like oh it's like sweet because they're like oh they're sweet they're cute like da, da, da. but like you don't really at least I wasn't really thinking of them being like oh they should kiss and da, 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 da. like it never really crossed my mind but I think because season three like they're clearly older there's clearly way more like stronger chemistry between them there's like looks and things like that which I don't think that they were really like recognizing in season two between each other but it was like even more um apparent here they're like acknowledging that each other have each have grown up and so like they have these feelings but like they've been Will has been in this world since like season one there's clearly been years in time that's passed Lyra has been on her own um for like a while now since season one and so like they haven't really had like an adult or anyone to like tell them or like help them navigate life in this way so like they really don't know they're unsure of each other which is like clear like teenager preteen even though I don't think they're preteen at this point I'm I don't know how old they are I'm assuming they're like 16 maybe by the end of this 16 maybe 17 but I'm, I'm feeling like it's 16 um and so um, by the time I get to the end of it and they meet up with Mary and she's like talking about, um, her story and like how she broke out of, um, cause she was a nun and how she like became a not nun <laughs> and like how she talked about like her love story and fall in love with someone and like them like listening to that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she's the, this is, this is the thing that's going to like lead to something. I, and I was like, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it's like, okay, this, she's a serpent. She's telling them that <laughs> this, literally these are my thoughts as I'm watching. I'm like, okay, she's a serpent and she's telling them and like, they're realizing, oh my gosh, I have feelings for, for this person. And I need to confess these feelings to each other. So like, that's about as far as I got. And then they had the whole moment in the, um, uh, garden or whatever, where that it's like very, very literal. The references <laughs> the Bible they have, <laughs> which is why I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like easy to follow because you know the story, so you like know where it's leading. And then they have a moment where they kiss and they uh, they essentially like heal the world. I wrote, I wrote it down. Where, where is that? Episode eight, 
Oh, because one of the things, see, I, this is why I take notes, because I'd be forgetting things. Uh, oh, I was like, this Lyra and Will scene with the fruit is very literal. Because <laughs> they were like, they were in the water playing, and then they were like sitting there, they had like fruit, plates of fruit around. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so literal. <laughs> it kind of took me out a little bit. And then I was like, um... And then that angel showed up who had helped Will in the beginning and he ends up killing um, the priest guy because I think he's a priest still. I don't know. They He ends up killing him and then he ends up dying, which is like, that makes sense if an angel takes a life that the angel would like die. And then um, they, Lyra and Will kiss and I'm like, okay, so Lyra and Will kissing fulfills a prophecy. And so then essentially them kissing heals the world, um, restoring nature and hope. And like fixing all the things because like all of the um, knife bearers or yeah knife bearers had like holes into in between worlds like cutting into different worlds and so as each cut like dust is escaping so the problem was like dust was escaping and essentially was going to cause the destruction of the world and so their kiss because one of the things that um, I think it was Mary said was like because she had been doing research or whatever when Will and Lyra first got there. And one of the things I believe she said was like, oh, they need something, her or the Malefala. One of them was like, oh, it needs to be something um, like big and new and creative to help like heal the dust because she had mentioned like the dust was leaving and they weren't sure how to fix it. And then they were, and one of them was like, oh, it needs to be something like big and creative and new. And so that thing was Will and Lyra kissing. But even though it was enough to like heal the world, it wasn't enough to sustain it. Um, and when, is when we come to find out, and apparently this was like foreshadowed in season two, the bench or whatever, because they talk about the bench, because um, they both have this bench in their worlds. And also it's kind of a little bit of foreshadowing because like Will's father was like, oh, you can't stay here Um and when he saw him in the land of the dead, he's like, oh, you can't stay in this world. Like your demon won't survive it. Like you, he's like, promise me when you leave, like you'll go back to your world or whatever. And so Will like always kind of knew that. But then like they come to find out after they've like finally just not discovered each other, but like realized their love for each other, had this kiss and it was like, now they're inseparable. And now they come to find out. Um, from the angel who's kind of kind of been pulling the strings since the beginning because she's the one who pulled, who got uh, Mary to come there. Um, she's like, oh, you all can't stay in the same world. Like, you can't even use a knife anymore. Like, you once will, you go back to your world. You have to destroy the knife because otherwise, like, if you keep cutting into the world, like, the dust is going to um, continue to leave. We're going to be back, right back where we were. And, like, it can only support leaving one... Um, door or cut open which is the one that they cut in the land of the dead so that to get like people who end up there can like cross out and like be free from there which was like oh my gosh so devastating because like you all know I watch a lot of these like young adult type shows like dramas and stuff like that and I'm very very critical of like the the, the direction that they take the like love stories, which is, where I just feel like a lot of it is very, very extreme. Um, and I feel like just in real life, because there are real people watching these things, like 
life is, there's so much life to live. Like you shouldn't connect yourself or chain yourself to like this one person. If you're so young, like you should go and explore and like live life and have experiences and not be like bound to this thing. And so like once they start talking about like, oh my gosh, like you're my one person. I'm going to like, <laughs> I can't live without you. Like a lot of like that was starting to creep up in my head where I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, you guys are young. You're like, what, 16? This is where I was having the age discussion in my head of like how old that I was thinking that they were. I was like, you guys are like 16 or something. Like you can go and like maybe you'll find someone else or whatever. Like, I mean, I get it, whatever. But then they had the moment where they finally like, come to accept that they are going to have to like leave and they will never see each other again and they're sitting in the garden and um Lyra like has her whole speech and she's talking about like and we'll meet each other again in the land of the dead and we're all like I was like that whole speech literally had me bawling like a freaking baby <laughs> like sitting on the couch like crying real tears <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. It was really so sad. Like, they really got me. And I'm pretty sure they got everybody else because I could not have been the only one who was, like, bawling like a baby when she was giving her little speech. It was like, oh my gosh. Was like, And for them to be, like, that young and, like, be able to, like, pretty much interpret, like, their feelings in that way and, like, essentially I will love you until we literally die and even when we die our atoms will become like two connected atoms with that with anything that they will need to be used for they would have to use it too I was like oh my gosh it's so sad it was like oh my gosh like that is like <laughs> that's intense that was a lot it was very much like okay you guys got you got me like all the emotions <laughs> it was a very good speech I don't know if anyone can ever like do that again for me, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's a lot. So, um, oh yeah, I was looking at my notes because, um, oh, because I think Mary was saying, so like we have that whole moment. And so then Mary's like confused because she's like, wait, <laughs> literally this one simple thing is what like these two kissing and like realizing their feelings for each other, this small thing is what healed the world. Because, like, in, in, as a viewer, you're probably like, okay, whatever. Like, you get it if you watch a lot of those things. You're like, oh, yeah. Because especially, like, fairy tale stories where it's, like, the kiss that, like, wakes up Sleeping Beauty or the kiss that, like, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're my person. It turns you into, like, whatever. Like, if you watch, like, Disney movies and stuff like that, like, you're like, okay, whatever. But, like, if you're, like, now you're older, you're a little more cynical, you're like, a kiss. <laughs> really that healed the whole world so it's kind of like that for Mary and she's like um the angel girl's like yes but love is never small to those who discover it for the first time and I was like y'all better come in here dropping all these one-liners and like making me feel like now I need to go out there and find who my soulmate person is so that I can be like oh love is not one small thing for them. like I'm only kidding but like no it was very 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 um sweet like that whole scene between Lyra and Will and then like the one-liners that were they were dropping after it. Um oh yeah, I'm reading my notes again. I was like, <laughs> the find each other again in the land of the dead got me. It really did. And I put the crying emoji. <laughs> it really did. I was like, oh my gosh. And like I was crying for a good minute. Like literally wiping my tears with my hoodie. Like, y'all got me for real. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, and so um, essentially they part. They have their final kiss um, as Will, like, Will steps through, but he's, like, half body comes back in. And, like, they have their final kiss. They promised that they were going to meet every year at a on a specific date once a year um and it was a very like grown and like adult conversation um and like which makes you realize like how much they've grown from like season one up to this point in season three uh and they're like oh we're gonna meet every year on this day at this time at the bench which because they each have the bench in their world um all the way through until they die and they're like even if you have, even if we like find someone, we meet someone, um, we're not going to be mean to them. We're not going to compare them. I was like, okay. I was like, now I take back everything I said about you all being too young. You don't need to like trick yourself to each other. Um, cause it was like very mature, um, conversation. So we get to see that, um, one year later, um, we see them come back to the bench with, um, their demons and we kind of see like a couple of years have passed and then we get like the little title card at the end um which I didn't write anything down that it said in that thing but I believe Will goes on to be like a scientist or something I can't remember and then Lyra um she goes her like and she goes to school and like graduates and becomes something but then her and Pan end up going on another adventure but they're like that's a story for another time so I don't know if that's like a different book I don't know if they're going to do another show, like a spinoff or something like that. Um, I don't even know if I want another show or spinoff because I feel like <laughs> this was enough. Like, let me just have this this moment and just cherish it and then that'd be it. Um, but yeah, it was, a very, it was a very interesting series. I didn't really talk about the Demons Pan and then um, Will's one. Pan was pissed when freaking Lyra and Will left them to go into the Land of the Dead because they couldn't go. And he was holding a grudge, like, not like, no, like, no. <laughs> so finally, in the end, when um, she was like, oh, are you going to, like, continue to, like, be mad at them and, like, um, punish them? Like, they're going to need you in this moment because they, like, they knew that they were going to have to um, separate and, like, never see each other again. And so, like, finally he comes back. But, like, Pan is so cute. <laughs> Like in every form, it's not the birds, because you know, I'm not a bird person. Like, birds are just like, I'm not a bird person. But, like, as the little ferret, and then as a little, like, I think it's a fox. <laughs> oh no, whatever. The little, like, furry bear one looking thing that he turns into. It's like, oh, so, like, all the, all the animals, except the, like, reptiles. I don't do reptiles. But, like, all the furry animals were so adorable <laughs> in this show. Um, but yeah, no, it was a very interesting series. Definitely, definitely not perfect. Um, it had its moments where I was like, okay, what's going on? There were even some moments where I was like, this is dragging on. I don't understand what's happening. Like, when are we going to get to the freaking war? I felt that a lot in season two. <laughs> I was like, can we just get to this freaking war? I don't understand. Um, but this time, like, maybe because I knew it was the final season, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, can we get to the war? Also, the fact that they released the episodes two at a time. I think how they released the episodes one by one. Because you all know I love to binge things. But I did watch this week to week. Um, and I think the fact that they um, dropped two episodes at a time definitely helped. Because I think if they would have done it one episode at a time, I'd have been like, oh my gosh. Okay, when are we getting to the end? 
like hardcore but no this is a very 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 sweet series with a very bittersweet ending i think the ending made up for a lot of um like the questions and like doubts that i had watching um throughout this series and it was a very i don't know i appreciated this ending i really did i really did it just spoke to like every piece every part of me that was like very defiant against like even though, like, yes, every year they're going to come as a bitch or whatever like that. But, like, they, they've they given each other permission, which seems so weird to say, to, like, still explore love, still find other people, um, but still, like, cherish, like, the bond and relationship that they had with each other, even though they didn't realize it until the very end and then had to essentially separate from each other. I don't know. There's a lot in that that I appreciate. So, Yes, that was his dark materials. Um, I don't know what you all thought about his dark materials. Did you like the ending? What were your gripes? What did you love? Let me know all the things um, on all the social medias, DMs, because that's apparently the way that you all like to talk to me is through the DMs. Um, but yeah, that is essentially the last discussion of 2022. Going into 2023, we are going to kick off the year with The Recruit, which I did finish. Um, but you know, it's the end of the year, people are still in like holiday mode. So that's going to post, um, right after the new year. Uh, also we have Gossip Girl. I have not started Gossip Girl yet because I'm trying to see what they're doing. I'm like, are you dropping like the first half again? And then like taking a break and then coming back with the second half, which it looks to be that maybe what they're doing. So I think we're going to do again. Um, they're going to be like a part one and a part two, um, discussion from me for Gossip Girl so a part one of the first half of the second season and then a part two of the second half but I need to confirm that they are for sure taking a break um and then also Titans which I've been very confused about Titans drop because usually at least if I'm remembering previous seasons they dropped all of the episodes at once and then I would binge it and then I would come and talk about it but this time and I'm assuming because I believe it's the final season, so they may be trying to drag it out. It looks like it's 12 episodes in the season. Um, it looks like they dropped like six episodes and they've been on a break for a few weeks. So trying to see when the next episodes come back because Titans, I would rather watch all the episodes at once versus um, week to week. And then Titans will drop whenever that happens. Um, yeah, I contemplated doing the episode about like all the things that I watched this year but didn't discuss uh but maybe we'll do it in maybe we'll do it in 2023 I don't know I'm still contemplating it because a lot of it I have very controversial thoughts and feelings on some of those things that I watched and yeah so still like hmm I don't know but we'll see so like those are the things immediately that are coming up but we will continue to watch TV. We will continue to watch movies in 2023. Um, so I wish you all a very, very happy and safe new year. And I will talk to you all on the other side. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Binging on Instagram and at Current Binging on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.